In today's episode of the podcast, I am talking to Javier Green. Javier, much like myself, is in the early steps of this voiceover thing. I met Javier through this Discord group that I'm, my community that I have been getting to know so well, and I'm getting to know them even better through this podcast, and that has just been fantastic. So Javier is someone who, as a young kid, saw a show and said, Mom? I want to be on TV. And that ha that moment, that decision, that proclamation has guided him in such a interesting and fascinating way. I've loved having the opportunity to just hear his perspective on this journey and how he has really found appreciation for any given moment and, and seeks joy in those moments. He's made some fantastic transitions in life that I've... I've learned so much about him in this episode, and I can't wait for you to have the same experience of just getting to know more of his journey and what makes him tick. Take a peek into the mind of a couple of creatives who are taking some steps into this saying, we're going to wing it, but good God, did we find people who we love the chance to wing it with. Javier chose to not do any video through this, so you're not going to see his face, but you can feel free to follow any of the links that are in the show notes to see his podcast, to listen to his podcast, I should say, see his website, and follow him on socials, because he's got a goal, and he's going to make it with your help. So I hope you get as much out of this episode as I got out of just having the opportunity to share space with him. I'm just kind of winging it. Okay, first off, thank you so much for taking this time, Javier, to hang out with me and just talk through a bit of this process for you. I am very excited, honestly, to have you on this podcast today. So thanks for taking the time. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I listened to some of your stuff before on your podcast, and I really enjoy your content, and I'm really excited to be here and be a part of this um, journey with you. So, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for having me. And it really is a journey like everything starting off on this podcast was like so intimidating and crazy and i don't know people like you people like everybody else in this group have just made it super approachable and fantastic and you mm -hmm. in the midst of that span have also started your own podcast what's that been like it's... for you oh god where do i start <laughs> <laughs> um so Yes, the group has been very helpful, very supportive, and, like, actually, like, helped me, encouraged me to actually do the things that I want to do and want to see for myself. Um, starting the podcast, um, I was just like, you know what, why don't I just do it? Like, you know, like, what's stopping me from doing it? So I, I went, and go, went to go about and doing it, and um, it came apparent that I did not know what I was doing. So, <laughs> um, I had a blue snowball in my mic stand. And Blue Snowball's not bad for starting out, like, you know, starting off everything, but it is bad when you don't have any, like, soundproofing. It's... And you live in New York. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I bet the <laughs> beep beep was everywhere. Oh, not even just that. It's just the, uh, because I live a few blocks from the nearest, like, fire firehouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. So, you know, you know, sound, sound, sound was not the best. So that, that was a challenge. And then trying to figure out all this stuff with editing and stuff. And it was a whole different world. But I'm very glad that I did it because it's given me more knowledge and information about it. And um, it's also reassuring and re refreshing to say that this is something that I can call my own. I don't know if you have that feeling with uh, what your pockets, what you're doing here, like being like, this is mine and like no one can tell me what to do. Like I, I, I orchestrate all this. Is yeah. that how you feel with yours? Oh my God. Yes. That's mm -hmm. so I started doing this feeling like, I don't know. I saw the landscape of podcasts and a whole lot of content I was taking in and it was great, important content, knowledgeable information, people who are absolute professionals, but creating this space for this podcast, this platform where one, I can flex those creativity muscles a bit, try to get a little bit more of my almost conversational tone practiced within this, but more importantly to me was I didn't see a lot of I saw a lot of the success stories, but I didn't see a lot of the I'm in a work in progress stories. Mm. I'm starting at this level and I'm trying to like the the exploration of self-learning 
And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm, that's what I'm going to, that's the corner I'm going to try and throw my voice into the void on. Of I'm just going to be talking about how I'm winging it and literally threw that in the title of the podcast for that yeah. reason. Like, I wanted to show. <laughs> We're all kind of just winging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I agree with that. Um, there is a, there is a, um, there's a funny post that I saw and I keep looking at it because like it is very important. Um, and I, I, I really should put it as like my screensaver because it's really true. There is a post where it's like, it's like those comic strips where it's like those like cartoon, like political cartoons or stuff like that. Yeah. Like in that, drawn that style. So there's a guy that has like a sign and it says success. Like you were saying, like they only show success stories, but in the next strip, it shows like everything on his written on his back. It says depression, tears, like Ooh, hard yeah. work, striving, all this other things, like being backstabbed, being all this, all those things. Like you don't see all that. You only see what is presented in front of you. And like that, like you said, it's, it is like that. Yeah. We only see and we hear about the success stories. We don't hear about the journey coming up to it, you know? And the only time we hear about that is if the person's big enough to have a bi- uh, biography. Yep. Um, and even then, that could be skewed a little bit, depending on who's narrating it. Yeah. And, like, the... I... In all things media, or mm-hmm. what I'm ingesting, I guess, in general, I want to see be able to see myself in it. I want to be able to see somebody mm-hmm. who has a similar story to my experience. So, like, feeling like I was needing to grow that I'm at the start of this like I wanted to see does anybody else feel like this or uh you'd hear about people who it's like I just suddenly got this thing and it suddenly took off and like they're but they're already at that success point so it's like I wanted to I don't know I like seeing that represented as well the the I'm getting into this and I love that you called out the blue yeti or like the blue snowball because this was my first like (laughs) get into voiceover like i keep it in here now because i don't use this anymore but it's um this nice was my reminder. go-to nice reminder yeah. very much my go-to yeah. yeah i had that same similar reaction too when i ever had when i had my ever first commercial that i've done yeah um i had one of, i kept one of the props with me being like this was my first you know this yep. is like what i what started it off like, yeah, and and I want to keep this blue snowball, even if it like you know breaks or cracks later on in the future. Be like, this is what I started off with. I this is like my starting point. Yep. Um. So I think like those little mementos, those tokens are like the coolest things ever. Yeah. Um, and so I I I'm glad that you kept yours. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like really those cool. businesses, those restaurants, like local places that have their very first dollar framed yeah. on the wall. Like never forget your roots. Like uh, exactly. I love that. Uh. Exactly. So. <laughs> I know a little bit of your story based on just listening to your podcast and mm-hmm. um, having the opportunity to interact with you here, but I'd love to hear more about how did you get involved with VO overall, with our group that we're part of, with, I don't know, the excitement you have for this industry. Got it, got it. This this is a good question. Um, how I got into it, um, well, first I started off... Um, well, let's take it from all the way to the beginning for myself. Like, when I was about, around the age of, like, eight or nine, I was watching a critically acclaimed TV series, um, um, Emmy Award-winning TV series, um, Corey in the House. Mm, um, yes. <laughs> and I was watching that, and I told my mom when I was po- I pointed to the TV, being like, Mom, I want to be on TV. And so ever since that, my whole life has geared towards wanting to go into the entertainment business, being an actor on TV and stuff like that. And now, sorry, I'm a little, cutting over a cold a little bit. Um, now, ever since then, I went into um, college. I had an insane growth spurt. My voice sounded 10 times deeper. And um, people were telling me in college, since most people were in the entertainment business, being like, you know, you have a really nice voice. You should do like radio or anything, like voiceover or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, Everyone was telling me that while I was trying to pursue, like, the field. And everyone was saying that my voice has a nice quality, has a nice sounding quality to it. And I was like, I don't know if I believe y'all. But um, they kept saying it to me, and I was like, you know what? I might as well try. Might as well try. And then I met, um, and then I contacted Jenna, who actually went to my school, Shenandoah University. Ah. Um, she was, a, like, a, like, a, uh, like, a long-time graduate, a real uh, nice alum. And um, I contacted her. She said, like, hey, um, here, I have this group. And then I joined the group that way. 
And um, she really got me int uh, introduced into the voiceover world and uh, what everyone does around here, which is kind of insane stuff if you really think about it. I, like all the, the VOs I've talked to, they they're insane. <laughs> they do so much stuff. I, it's it's crazy, and yeah. um, I did not know how deep and vast the world was. I just thought you just record something, send it to someone, and then they put it all together. No, that's that's not that's that's probably like the basic thing of it but there's so much going on to it that, that meets the eye the recording the do-overs the slight script changes like the auditions like the multiple auditions for any different sort of thing different clients different expectations like it is it is an insane 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 zoo world in the voiceover world and um i'm excited for it but i was not prepared for it yeah definitely so um We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm really glad and excited to be a part of it. Um, and hopefully my main dream with voiceover is to be like an animation, anime, or video games. And um, yeah, so that's my main thing for that. And that's how I want to be in the VO world. That is, I love so much of that because you have, hearing that the, the, I, well, and I also know because I've seen your website and things, your tremendous amount of background within theater and your formal training with school and all of those things. How has that kind of contributed to this excitement for you or has it um, with the oh, oh, direction? Oh, no, it, it has. It, it, it most certainly has. Um, mainly because, like, being on stage, I get to play a different character, different mm -hmm. person for myself. And that's always how I want my life to be. Not necessarily just being a different person, just to be a different person, because I, I like myself. Yeah. To a degree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, but uh, I like to teleport other people to a different world. And I love mm. to um, carry an audience to, through a story of these characters and them experiencing these things in a real-time sense. And, um like like sense being like it's not like actually happening we just believe it's actually happening to these characters yeah i love teleporting the audience away from just like two seconds from their busy day and i always like doing that and if i can do that with either my voice my body however i, I that's what i would like to do um and i feel like being in theater it has helped me strengthen that belief mm. and being able to do it not only through my body, but mainly through my voice and how it carries and how it's presented to everyone else. Yeah. And of course, anybody who's listening can hear, you do have a very unique, the depth of your voice is like, it's, it's so, I like, I love when I can, like, it's the kind of voice that can help me suspend my belief of a moment to take me to that place. So it's like, it is quite enjoyable to have that background that you can oh. project and do it in such a way love that absolutely love that well thank you i appreciate that um i don't know how i got this voice that everyone seems to admire so much um, <laughs> i guess i guess i gotta thank my mother for that i don't know <laughs> thanks mom thanks uh, ma'am <laughs> <laughs> out of yes. curiosity just because i would feel absolutely like i've missed an opportunity if i didn't ask this uh anime what's your favorite one and uh which Ooh. one would you recommend because you mentioned oh, that's the direction no. you want to go so i gotta know oh no well i hope you're here for a lengthy time <laughs> <laughs> i hope you're here for a lengthy did time. i open the can of worms here did i yes you did oh man i love it go for it i'm so curious oh 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 the first question again was which one do i, well, I like what's your what's your preferred like what is the one that is like your go-to of saying this is oh. like when people ask me about anime this is the first one that kind of pops into my head and which one would you recommend to i'll say a newcomer in anime like somebody who's never dipped their toe so like those are the two i'm curious you're gee, this is this is this is out of left field out of left field i'm very, sorry i was i was not ready for this. this is a very difficult question <laughs> okay all right all right so <laughs> okay so the first the first one the first question i'll answer is uh this is um okay so my alt oh god i don't know if i can do it um god damn it why'd you do this to me <laughs> um okay okay uh, I'm not going to get any flack for this because I, as an avid anime watcher and manga reader, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I know I know what I'm talking about. Absolutely, so yeah. Every, everything I'm saying is almost gospel. So, <laughs> my favorite anime... 
yes, I'm going to have to say it. My favorite anime all time is Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, okay. Yes. What Cowboy was, Bebop. What was your feeling about the live action? I hate it. Okay. <laughs> Strong I opinions. Hate, uh, there are some good moments, some unique things that they did, uh -huh. but uh -huh. the dialogue and everything else was just too slow. And, uh, it just did not work. It did not work at all. A lot of um, a lot more misses than wins. I could agree with yeah, that. Definitely a lot more misses. Though, though I will say the One Piece live action anime that has some trailers coming out for it does look a little interesting. Yeah. So I'll keep I'll keep that I'll keep that one open because the character the people that are working on it actually do like One Piece. I don't know why they do, but they do like One Piece. Yeah. Um, they it. apparently have a lot of time on their hands because I yeah. tried to start it. And I was like, I don't have this much time to be able to catch up on all of this. So no, no, you, thank you. You don't. You don't. You, you don't need to. You don't need to. I'm yeah. gonna upset a lot of One Piece fans, but you don't. I, I, I listen. I like me some One Piece. Yeah. You know, occasionally. I like on... the reference, like the pop culture, especially within the anime culture. Like you. Yeah. There's a there's a bit of a not badge of honor, but like street cred that you know, like I get the references of like all the yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, one anime that I will recommend to people to get into Cowboy Bebop. I'm sorry, no, 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 no. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, because like that is a very specific type of genre. That is a specific niche, so mm. we're not do that for them. I think what will get people more interested in anime is either um, uh, Code Geass or Death Note. That's the other one. Mm, Death Note. Yeah. yeah. Those will get more people interested because the Code Geass one takes a unique um, sort of anti-hero, which is like a popular thing. Yeah. For most, like, most TV and genre series now, people like the anti-hero or like the cool um, suave uh, type leader and stuff like that with unique powers and abilities mm -hmm. and the abilities are like sort of like the abilities that he has are sort of like makes sense in that universe and it's like not like over the top crazy like Dragon Ball Z with people just like flying key bellass and everything like that no it's yep. pretty minimalistic at most parts with the abilities and um same thing with Death Note too it's more like drama which most westerners like the drama aesthetic of it yeah. and um like a mystery they like to keep up with things you know yeah there was so, so much intrigue through that entire thing like mm -hmm. from beginning to end there was like it, it 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 kept me captivated absolutely this has been uh the book of javir chapter 3 verse 10 the gospel has been spoken <laughs> the gospel has been spoken yes that was a hard question andrew don't ever ask that question ever again <laughs> i had to know like uh, there's i interact with a lot of anime for a lack of a better term nerds and Yes, being one, nerds. being one myself, like to a light degree, obviously not the depth. I won't claim the gospel because I am still reading the gospel. It feels like, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I, I started with uh, some easy, common ones. Like, of course, I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and mm -hmm. uh, the entire Toonami collection, basically, including mm -hmm. Cowboy Bebop. Um, and as I got older, once I got into, like, the age where I'm choosing rather than just taking what's on TV at the yeah. time, uh, I started getting into one called Darker Than Black, which I can't find anywhere for viewing, like Crunchyroll, Netflix. I watched it when it was on Netflix originally, but uh, Darker Than Black was one that absolutely captivated me. And then, you know, the common ones people talk about, Full Metal Alchemist and um, Death Note, uh, Attack on Titan, like, those suddenly get into those and the most recent one that i was really into and i haven't watched much more of and i want to was chainsaw man and i was surprised oh, i yes. actually liked and enjoyed chainsaw man based on its description i did not think for a second i would enjoy it yeah it, it is a very very weird um anime yeah um, for people that, that haven't read the manga it's very weird for people to get into i, I will say the animation is really top-notch in that anime for sure um um, but it, yeah, it's a very different, very, very like it's like the it's like a the darker side of anime. Yeah, a little bit because it's like um, the berserks out there, uh, the berserk fans out there in the world. It's, it's like it's like that type of anime. It's like a dark, grittier anime or mm. Parasite too. Parasite's Ooh, yeah. another one. That's, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that type of anime, which is not. It's mainly for like the hardcore fans that like, at, or at least the manga readers that uh, that read that and want to see that happen. 
Um, it's not like lighthearted in a sense. Not that all anime is like dark or gritty, but like most of them have like a different color palette, which is like bright and vibrant. Yeah. While Chainsaw Man is a little bit more grittier and grungier and a mm. little dirtier. They have some contrasting vibrancy, like Makima, for example, has the long red hair and mm-hmm. the swirly eyes. But um, the environment is just a little bit darker. Yeah. So, um, it's interesting to see that, and um, yeah. For I just, sure. I just I, I love anime. I can talk about this for all day. See, this is great. I did not expect to get into like an in-depth anime discussion in this, and like that's one of the fun <laughs> things about this format is like I'm gonna roll with what I hear because you piqued my interest with that initially. But to kind of carry us into the topic of just winging it in general, uh, tell me about a time where you kind of felt like you were just winging it. Coming here to New York. <laughs> yeah. Coming into New York, yeah, no, I had I had a plan coming into here, a plan. Yeah. Did I follow through with my plan? I will say, like on a percentage, um, thirty percent. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Thirty percent. Thirty percent's a good percentage, and especially in a big city. Uh, where were you before New York, if I could ask? Yes, I was in um Virginia. I was in Virginia for the which part of Virginia? Of Ashburn. Nice. I'm originally from Virginia Beach. Oh, oh, the the cooler one. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, you know, being there, it's like we don't think of ourselves that cool. But yeah, no, it was. I liked Virginia Beach. But anyway, you said New York and winging it there. Thirty percent's pretty good for that big of a move. Yeah, it was. It was quite a big move. I didn't get to most of the things I got to, but right now, like how things are going now. they're starting to pick up to the plan that I had before, and it's starting to, you know, go into motion and everything like that. Mm. Um, starting to feel pretty good about myself right now in this direction, in this new field that I've literally just been like, just like throwing myself into, just being like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. It got to the point where I, as I was like trying to speed run my process, my five year plan, mm. I got really sad and depressed. Because of, like, all the stuff that I was doing. And I did not take the chance, the time, rather, to be like, hold on, pause. Yeah. I am in New York. I am in one of the coolest places in the United States of America. Or should I say the Biden States of America? <laughs> yeah. The Biden States that's of America. A, that's pretty accurate. Yep. Uh-huh. Yes. Feel that. Um... <laughs> Um, and I need to enjoy myself here. You know, I should just walk around the city. I should just take in the time and, like, contact some friends up here and then just, like, just just explore, taste different foods from different parts of the area, mm. different cultures, explore those things, and just relax and everything will fall into place. Yeah. And as I started to think that way more, more things that I wanted for my plan started to actually happen. And so... I gave myself the time to breathe, the process. I got to the point where I am now, and it's really good. And I just feel like things are actually starting to work for me now than me working to get it now, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's the main thing. That's the main uh, difference that I had. Yeah, you're talking a lot about, like, being present in a moment as opposed to, like, just rushing through to get to the next thing, like, just taking a moment and appreciating the space you are occupying right now being present mentally physically and i love that because when i moved from virginia beach out here to cincinnati i once a bit of that rush was able to subside a bit it gave me that space to start appreciating where i was the the see the people around me experience Mm -hmm. the events and things and it, it it definitely created different and new and exciting and thrilling opportunities as I stopped like holding so tightly to what I thought Mm -hmm. was going to be and started just letting whatever was going to come come. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's a really big difference. It's a really big difference. Um, I am, I'm very excited for this new chapter in my life to start now. I'm contacting with someone that's going to help me out even more with my field and my what I would like to do mm-hmm. with both film and television stuff and voiceover stuff because right now it's not the best. Um, my reel is from college, and um, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh, it's kind of always that space of always learning, right? Like you, definitely. You ha- everybody starts somewhere, and like 
I'd imagine for five years, 10 years down the line, just like you've got your uh, blue snowball, like we're going to yeah. be able to pick up those things and just say, wow, that was that was me then, like time capsule, basically. Definitely, definitely. And I, I, I like that. I like those little those little tidbits being like, this is what I am then, this is what I am now, and like the arc, the arc of your journey. Yeah. And I think that is the main point that you want to... You, we should strive for just going through the the arc of it. Yes, I'd like to <laughs> not to take it back to anime again. Yes, but <laughs> god damn it, <laughs> um, I like. I think this is like well, I need to structure like how I like to structure my life. Even though this is like the same thing for plot structure for everything, but like it's more certainly for anime. There's gonna be moments in your life where you're like starting to make progress. And but then there's always going to be like someone or something like anything that's going to be like trying to hinder you or try to harm you, harm, harm you down. Mm. And then you're going to have your like depression era or your depression arc, like some people say in the anime culture, like you're in your depression arc. Mm. Then something's going to snap you out of it to be like, okay, this is what you need to do to get better now. And like you need to go through that journey. You can't ignore that feeling. You can't ignore it because whatever happens, life will go on, and you must keep going forward. Yeah. Um. And when the like when your characters in like the depression arc in an anime, someone will remind them like what you need to do now to move forward because you can't stay in this one emotion forever. You can't live like this forever because life will continue to happen whether you like it or not. Something else terrible might even happen later on in life too. Something else if you don't do anything, you know. Yeah. So like, there's no point of sitting in that that pit of despair for long because life will continue to happen whether you like it or not yeah it follows a lot of the uh what's the literary thing the hero's journey like yes. the the whole a b c d follows a lot of that mm -hmm. hero's journey and just being ready for when your i don't know your yoda shows up and like teaches you mm -hmm. something new or definitely just appreciating it's gonna be hard but finding the right spaces and people who will help teach you hone you strengthen you and take you to the next place and it sounds like you have somebody who is helping you out right now in the new york scene and with your background and what you're trying to do right oh yeah 100 well, percent um the, like the person that's like truly helped me out the most was my um um is my professor um professor mm. cedric hill um he was the one that actually like encouraged me to actually go down this path and to go to go move to New York and see what actually is happening down here. Um, I should thank him and also hurt him because like <laughs> this was a big this was a big move to do this, but um, I'm glad I did it because it pays dividends and he's helped me out. And right now I'm talking to one of the persons that he has directed before in a short film, and um, I'm talking to her right now and. Uh, and we're going to make connections happen. We're going to hopefully have some moves happening. Mm. And she's very, very interested in what I do and what I have to show for myself. And, um, yeah. And that just happened recently. So, um, everyone's journey is different. Yeah. You find your Yoda, you find your, your, your master or, <laughs> sorry, getting over a cold. Um, You're good. um, you find whoever it is that you need whenever it happens for you like you can't rush into it like you will find those mentors you'll find those inspirational people that actually care for you excuse me that actually care about you a lot in life you will find them later on like it's 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 hard it's not easy to find them it's not easy to like have them be readily available it's, it's not like a one one ticket all you know um it comes to you, and when it does, you just have to accept that this is the new part of the journey that you're on. Mm, yeah, and it's constantly being written, right? Like your mm -hmm. your however many days, years, months, weeks, whatever into it, and it's still being written. So there's so much opportunity yeah. within that. Mm -hmm. Like when you it, can't dictate everything. For sure, as much as I freaking want to. Um, no, right. So when it Make comes life a lot easier. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> when it comes to this whole concept, like you've you've touched on a lot of things of like uh some of the pieces that have helped you elevate your game and this whole what you're winging it through. 
I'm curious, kind of within that, when do you recognize or how do you recognize you've hit that next level? Like where we were pushing through all this muck in the mud for so long and then we realize like, oh, the steps have gotten a little lighter, a little easier, a little less resistant. So like, how do you really feel you're hit, you've hit that next level and kind of like, I don't know, what, what was the tipping point for you? It's a good question. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard because to, I don't know it perfectly, actually. I don't know it yet because I'm just starting out right now, but I know from this experience that I had recently with, uh, what I talked about before, like the, hopefully, hopefully have this person help me out with, um, projects that he had, the, she has in mind for me, um, real, she has in mind for me to do, um, short scenes or movies or films and stuff like that she has me to do like i feel like right now this is the this is the approaching the next step yeah this is me approaching the next step so um the next level sorry the next level and i don't know what to do with this feeling yet like i i don't know i don't know it yet like this is a new this is a very new feeling for me i guess what i can say that i can remember me hitting the next step or the next level was very early on when i had my first when i attended my first film festival and to be a part of that whole that whole like that whole conglomerate of people that just filmmakers and like writers, screen directors, like all these different types of people, like and I'm in the room with all of them, and I feel like like oh wow this is really really cool like I'm approaching where I need to be at, um I'm not advancing I'm not falling I'm where I need to be at yeah, and and talking to this new person now. Um, it's getting me to that next level where I need to be to where I am one of them, not trying to be one of them, where I am one of them. It's it's weird. I don't I don't know yet. I'm I'm still processing this. Like yeah. it's just very fresh. It just happened literally like two hours ago. Oh um, wow. Wow, yeah. that's really recent. <laughs> yeah, so I'm still I'm still processing this whole thing. So um yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool, it's really fun. Um yeah, so uh We'll see what happens. We'll see what comes out of it. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. She's very cool. I'm super yeah. excited to hear more about what comes out of that for you. And obviously, like, there's still so much. Two hours ago is not enough time to digest, I'm sure. So you've got a lot to chew on. But I'm excited to see what's next for you in that. Because I can say, like, you, the, some of the things you've been describing really involves a lot of... It's tough. I talked about this in the interview I did with Jenna recently. Uh, mm -hmm. In this podcast, but like there's a loosely, I, I loosely quote it because I don't memorize a dang thing, it feels like. Uh, but C.S. Lewis has this quote where it's like, day by day, nothing's different. But when you look back, it's all changed. And yeah. finding the moments for that realization, you talked about like your early reels, having the, uh, you know, old microphone hanging out so mm -hmm. you know where you came from. Day by day, it doesn't feel like it's any different, but then you look back and it's like, it's all different. Like from your podcast, even just listening to it, your first episode to the most recent one, there is that obvious growth and change in like how your voice is presented through it. Um, not even just your really cool musical intros and outros because you, <laughs> you nailed that pretty early on, but like, like you've your voice is clearly like getting more defined and getting more, uh, for a lack of better terms, confident in the way you're presenting and the way you're doing. So it's like you can hear that nuance um, coming into play more. So, yeah, a lot of that looking back and seeing everything actually is different, even though day by day it didn't feel like much was changing, potentially. Yeah, well, damn, that is a good quote, and that is that is a very high praise. Uh, thank you for that. I, I, I didn't, I never, like, noticed it like that or thought to look of it like that so thank you for that i appreciate yeah. that a lot thank you oh wow. and i'm i mean i'm curious based on your podcast is the texas film festival the one you're talking about with the film festival you went to because you yes. went to one there, there yes yes the austin texas film festival it's like austin revolution film festival yes very cool I've, oh god that's i've always wanted to go to a film festival but i have not myself yet but just want to be in the room to see these I don't know. I love hearing creatives' stories. Like just Same hearing, here. fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It is. It is. It, it, and that was a time and a half drained half of my bank account. But it was a time. <laughs> it was a time and a half because if you know Texas, it was like, hey, you like this brisket? Oh, I know mm. you like this brisket, tall boy. Yeah. You know what else you like? You like this beer? I was about ten of them. Yep. 
We're going to make sure that you eat, wine, dine, all the nice things with yes. a lot of rowdy people around you. Exactly. It, 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 that, that's, that, was, that, was, that was an unforgettable experience. Uh, it was one of the best experiences that I had in my entire being. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, I enjoyed that very much. So even though expenses were crazy, but yeah. it was an experience that, um, is the experience. And through that experience, actually, this is a completely different thing, but through that experience, I met a casting director and I was like, Hey, I want to be a casting assistant. She was like, okay. So I was a casting assistant for her and I did that. Wow. <sighs> Sorry. I just realized I do too much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no rest for the wicked, right? Yeah, Jesus, Jesus, I, I, I work too much. Oh man, wow. <laughs> what was that so, experience like? Yeah, so that's that's also a next level thing. I forgot it because I did it so long ago. Um, but that do, being in the other side as person as someone that comes from like mainly auditioning and doing all that auditioning stuff yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very interesting to be like in the opposite shoes and just like watching and seeing what you want um at the end of the day it left me like respecting and loving like the casting directors a lot more and respecting what their decisions come to at the end of the day um i started to put myself in that mindset being like i want this person to be good I want them to not waste my time because mm -hmm. I need someone to fill in this role. And can this person fill in this role? Is this person quality qualified enough to do it? And then, um, like, thinking those questions. And I'm just like, huh. So next time I do an audition, I will have that knowledge yeah. and know those questions of what they're wanting because they just want this person to be good. They want this person to be able to work, is qualified to work, and is likable. You mm -hmm. know? And so, like, I'll be thinking about that. So, I, having that knowledge, having that, for that one day, I was like, I learned so much from that one experience. And I really hope she has me do more of them. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was really cool. And I would love to do more casting assistant jobs because I, I like being able to, like, find the person that will fit right for the role and, like, understanding that that logic of what goes in the mind of a casting director and like it was it, oh, it was so cool it was so fun it was refreshing it was different it was ah it was it was just so much it there's so much emotions i had with it and god damn <laughs> <laughs> and, and i'm and right now actually we're um we finished the casting process. We finished everything. We have the team. We have everything together. We're starting a, a, a fund me page, or not GoFundMe, but like a seed and spark page, where yeah, it's yeah. for mainly creators and filmmakers. And we're almost reaching our goals. We reached halfway through our goal for the fundraiser. And that's um, awesome. Yeah, I feel feel pretty good about that. And so I'm gonna be helping more. I'm gonna be posting more on my social media about this because like, I'm part of the marketing team. And um, yeah, there's, we just really want this story to happen. Um, that's so yeah. cool, because, like, the kind of what you've been talking about, that uh, letting go of the direction you maybe assumed or thought or were saying this was going in, and then, like, letting go of it, loosening up and just being present in the moment in Austin and New York with your professor, like, all these different opportunities where you just stayed open, and suddenly that's when the opportunities came, because you could see those opportunities. You just showed up at those opportunities. Like, that's really... Dang, I cannot wait to hear more about whatever this project is that you're oh. you're working on. Oh goodness gracious me! Like I, I, I don't. And this person works in L.A. too, so that's the that's another thing. Like yeah. I, 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 I really do hope you go to a film festival one day because you will excel so much there. Oh, for um, sure. Yes, you will do so much there. Um, this is this is not the universal you. This is you personally, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You will, because you will learn so much. You'll experience so much from many different fields and many different aspects. Um, it is it is quality to go to. Though I will give you a fair bit of warning. Not each film festival is treated equally. Okay. Yeah, there's not many of them that are like they have the same experience, that are fun, that are, like, enjoyable, that care about, like, the filmmakers and all the other stuff. Like, when I was at the Austin Film Festival, 
most of them were saying like this is the best one I've ever been to. Mm. Um, and some people were like, "I'm sorry, this was like your very first experiences, like your very first festival. It doesn't get much better than this." Um, some uh. people were saying that for there are something awards and stuff like that. So I was just like, "So it's giving you a little bit of fair bit of warning." That's I don't know what know. other film. Yes, I I don't know what other film festivals there are like that. Um, that are like that are like the fair bit of warning stuff too. But like, just it's just like something to keep in mind. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. and I appreciate that because I. I want to go, but I also want to manage my expectations lightly. Mm-hmm. I've I've met a few like local Cincinnati movie makers, and those they were so kind, so nice, and uh, they like it was this little uh, happy hour conversation where we were just all getting to know each other a little bit. And it's the thing I've loved about stepping into the voiceover space is like you've touched on with our group the incredible amount of support encouragements Mm -hmm. trainings like sharing such a wide wealth of knowledge has been unquestionably the thing that has helped me personally get to that next level is that Mm -hmm. that kind of community support so like the excitement of thinking like film and that industry being able to bleed in and i love that you have connections now in new york and texas and now (laughs) in california and like these connections those are like the hot spots for all of these things also Connecticut too. I forgot to mention. I did a show up there in Newark Conservatory. Um, Ooh. And I and God, how do I do? How am I functioning? No, no wonder I feel yeah. sick because every, everything's catching up to me now. <laughs> well, thank you for carving this time out. Because good golly, I don't know where you found it with all these different things you're uh, you're working on. It sounds like you still have to have some time to let it all catch up to you, but. How do you really celebrate when you realize, like, this was a win or, like, those big wins? It sounds like Austin was a huge win with its own version of celebrations. But, like, what's your your favorite way of just saying, like, I did this thing. Like, here's a gift to myself, whether that's time or otherwise. Uh, I think I think what I would like to do, and I need to stop doing this other thing that I've been doing. Uh, which was like the go into the next thing, go into mm. the next work after I had like a big success win. Mm. Like I had one show in, I had a one film festival in New York that I was helping for. It was like the Latino Film Festival and I was helping them out there in New York. And my next thing was just like, okay, what's the next thing? And like that was the main reason why I went to my depression arc because like I kept focusing on what the next thing is instead mm. of just celebrating like the little small moments. And so now, I, and when I started now to celebrate the little small moments, like being able to be like, I have a job now. I have a job in New York. Celebrate that instead of just like I didn't. I didn't do that. I was like, okay, now I have this. Next thing. Next thing. Next thing. Next thing. So like that was my entire mindset, like throughout the entirety, like near late fall, uh, late winter, early, early, eh, not really early spring, because early spring that's when things started to pick up. Mm. When like, um, but then I started to actually be like, okay, I'm here now. Let me have this moment to celebrate. Let me indulge myself in the time that I'm here for, um, what I'm here to do. Um, and like, let me enjoy myself in the present moment. So I think what I like to do now is be in that present moment, being like, exp- like actually like live in that present moment for right now, being like, okay, I did this. I deserve something for this. Like, yes, I did this. This is a thing that I'm doing. Mm. Um, for example, after this call, um, I did this call. I did this call with you. I had an interview with you. I'm going to celebrate being like, yes, I did this call. I did this thing with him. This is a good day. I did something today. Like, just those small things. Nothing yeah. big, nothing major. Like, for like for example, like tomorrow, I don't have much stuff going on tomorrow. And will I be sad about that? No, because I did so many other things. I just, I feel like I deserve some rest. Or maybe I even went for a walk. I'll be like, I went for a walk today. That's good. That's good. That's great. I celebrate that because, like, I did something for that day. And that made me feel good. And, um, so I've been mainly trying to celebrate more of the things that make me feel good now. Um... But for, like, the bigger wins that I've had, like, the Austin Film Festival, um, I get a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get a drink. I indulge in some, like, candies and stuff like that. Mainly red velvet cake. Mm. Oh. Okay, okay. Yep, yep. Oh. Decadence. Decadence and luxury. Oh. Love it. Yes, just, just, just 
indulge myself in that and being like, this is a good feeling. I like this feeling. And I just like to keep feeling this way. So mainly now what I've been trying to do is live presently and celebrate those little small wins now and again. Yeah, those were so like being able to point out the small wins as they came and and almost daily like it was a necessity when i first started getting into this industry uh i left my last job came straight into this and i relate a lot to the feeling like i just need to do the next thing the next thing the next thing the next thing but being able to finally stop and value and appreciate and quantify the things i did do mm -hmm. on a given day like i was pushing myself hard towards burnout prior to actually realizing like no i today was a good day like because the it there it was a long time ago i was in india with a volunteer team uh i was leading this team but they were and we were having we were just getting beat up beat up like just physically exhausted from all the work we were doing out there and one of the people who was there just sort of walked around this we were working on a building um, just mm -hmm. sort of helping out some partners that we had out there and she went around and just sort of like was writing things down and I thought she was just writing for the sake of writing like needing to just take a moment think for herself but she came back to our group and was just like I think it's so important for us to have quantifiables for everything we got done here because you were mm -hmm. all in the midst of it and it's tough to just take a moment and see the quantifiables what can we actually quantify here and she listed out um the exact amount of steps around a certain area that we were kind of like cleaning up and uh, fixing up and like she listed all these things and I was like when you actually quantify what feels like such a frustrating small thing in the moment adds up to this huge uh, I don't know barrel of gratitude we had by the end of it just like yeah we're exhausted we're, we feel beat up but that's because of everything we did prior to this and mm -hmm. like yeah, being present in those moments, I, I love that that's, like, you call that out as the celebration of the wins, because those are so critical to something like this, where day-to-day -day exactly. I can stand right here, and I, unless I've got, I, it's not about getting paid for the work, or, like, it's doing the dang thing, like, just day-by-day, yep. day, taking it one step at a time. Exactly, yeah, and I, I, and that sentiment you said at the end there, um, not doing it for the money, because I would do this for free. Money's nice. Yeah, um, of course. Absolutely. I would do this I would do this for free because this is what I like to do. I love performing. I love entertaining people. I love telling stories. And I love being able to teleport audiences to a different world. And I love being able to do that um through myself and through a character and just being able to it's just it's just it exhilarates me. It makes it gives me life, honestly. And there's literally nothing else I would like to do with my life other than this. Like, I'm in it for the long haul. And being able to, like, quantify all those things that you little, those little things that you do. When you said that to me, I was like, yeah, no, being able to quantify all those things. It's very important because we don't, we don't dwell on those things. Because, unfortunately, in our field, we live in a sort of comparison or like con like seeing what this other person's doing being like oh is this person's out uh, well uh, yeah. just judge mentality of like us and ourselves and like deters us from actually doing it and actually doing the thing i hate that because most people that when they see someone else doing that they're doing the thing they're like being like successful or something like that in their field in the field that you in the artistry that you want to be in it deters most people, and then they're just like, I don't want to do it anymore. And yeah. that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart being people being like, I don't want to do this anymore. No, I'm, I'm done. And, like, it's... If it was easy, then everyone would do it. And not everyone's doing it, because, like, it is a very, very hard field to, like, get into and actually be seen for what you were able to do. Um, but it's just... It breaks my heart to see people just being like, I'm done. I give yeah. up. And um, I came close to that point where I wanted to give up, and I was just like, if I give up now, then I will betray everything that I stand for to mm. this moment, and I will betray the kid in me that wanted to be on TV. Mm. There's no way I can give up now after I invested so much of my blood, sweat, and tears into this whole field. And, um, and that's when I actually started to count and quantify the little things that I've done because that was gives me support. That's what gives me energy to keep doing this because in our field, we don't get much support from everyone. 
but in this collective group, we get a support from these these people that are actually doing the thing, and we also celebrate their wins yeah. and as well. We celebrate the wins that everyone gets because it encourages us to continue moving forward because I like to live in a mindset where if they can do it, I can do it, you know? Yeah. And I feel that that's what we should be aiming towards in this industry, in this field, is like, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, I learn from them, and then I make it into my own, and I do something great with it, you know? Like, that's what I would like to encourage in this field, but unfortunately, not everyone thinks that way when mm -hmm. they see something, initially, at first glance, you know? So, yeah. it's, it's unfortunate. It very much piggybacks on i come from a world of just tons of cliches like the my past mm -hmm. job was just cliche after cliche but some of those that have been fantastic that i still utilize are ones like uh comparison is the thief of joy and mm -hmm. this kind of goes hand in hand with that it's so important in this industry in this field of work to have the tenacity and gain the self-worth to be able to see others succeed and celebrate that without letting the what about me's take over right mm -hmm. like it's so easy to be like but what about me and it's like no i can celebrate that my peers and my buddies are all rocking it and freaking love that and see that from the perspective of i'm so happy for them I'm needing, I want to learn from that person or I want to yeah. just, con I'm so grateful to get to spend, like share space with them. Exactly, exactly. Connections, this is a whole connection-based industry. And if you were to be like deterred from someone's successes, and what does that say about you as a person? If you are just like, oh, the, I don't want this this person to ah, no, no, this person's not that great. Just like that feel of negativity, then not much thing is going to happen for you if you think that way. It's a very bad way of thinking. Yeah. And being able to connect with someone, being like, just to be there when they succeed, mm -hmm. or to show up when they succeed, like that's, that just goes a long way for other things to happen. For example, my friend had a show in uh, 54 Below, and she was incredible. Uh, um, and uh, I, I was fortunately able to see her perform live, and I, she sang so beautifully, and I knew she had an amazing voice, and um, she thought she didn't do that great, but I told her, like, you performed a thing, you did that upstage, and, like, to celebrate what you were, what you were able to accomplish up there, because not many people can say that they performed in New York. It yeah. performed in New York. Not many people can say that they performed in New York. Yeah. I have yet to perform live in New York. Wait. No, I have. Um <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. But it wasn't like a it wasn't like a real like traditional thing. It was like stage it was like a stage reading type thing. Hey, um, it's it it's you performed yeah. live in you performed not many people can say they performed God. live in New York. Damn it. God damn it, Andrew. I'm tired <laughs> of you using my words against me. <laughs> but, yeah, no. It, it, damn it. <laughs> I'm mad at you. Um, but yeah, but not many people can say that. So, like, I want to encourage her of that and being like, you are good, you are enough, and more successful things are going to happen for you. Just keep moving forward and stuff like that. And I was telling her those things. And she started to feel a little bit better. She started to feel more um, supported and secure. That's what we should be doing in this field because, like, mm. as artists, we get in our own heads about our own performances. I have a nasty habit about that, too. Yeah. Um, just being able to support each other and being like, no, you are good. What you're able to do is really good and celebrate what you have accomplished. It, it speaks a long ways. Like, would you, do you, would you imagine you would have been in that show, like, five years ago like yeah. no like celebrate how you what where you came from and where you are now and i feel like we should be encouraging that of other people to celebrate people for where they came from and where they are now and we should really just help each other out because the we hear a lot of no's we are probably the one like us as people we hear a lot of rejection more than most mm. um it came to the point, and this is going to be a slight segue, it came to the point where, like, in relationships, like, relationships with one-on-one, -on -one, uh, with, like, a person, like, uh, um, mentally interested in, if they say no, I'm just like, okay, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna. I'm moving on. I don't dwell on it anymore. I don't think about it anymore. I'm just like, all right, all uh, right. Anybody who's <laughs> ever good. worked in sales knows the same thing of like, hey, yeah. you want to buy this thing? No. Okie dokie. Moving on to the next one. Uh, yeah. Just move. We're just moving on. We just we don't dwell on certain things. And I think that scares some people sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, wait, they're they're cool with that? Like, they're not. Oh, that's interesting. That's weird. Um, so we hear rejections left and right, like every single time. Sometimes we don't even hear anything. No, well, that's another thing. So yeah. like, it is. It is. It is a industry that gives us backbone and gives us the confidence to be like, I'll accept what I can't. I'll accept what's good for me, and not what's below of me. And um, I only and I will continue to do this field this profession that serves me and doesn't work against me yeah and i'll work with people that serve me and doesn't work against me and um that's sm- that circle gets tighter and tighter and smaller and smaller as you keep on thinking in that direction um because you start to see all the people that are fake out there in the world yeah and um yeah, yeah. perspective is everything honestly in this and most yes. things. perspective perspective yes yes Yes. Uh, so oh, gosh. I'm so curious now, like, because I, I feel like we have hit every single thing I was really hoping to get out of this. So I'm super duper, like, crazy appreciative of your voice in this, because honestly, I I like hearing um, just, I don't know, a lot of tenacity, a lot of perspective, and perspective evolving and changing as it needs to. And, like, that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm excited to hear what's next for you on all those things. But kind of like as a summization for all of these things, how can or what are some things you'd love to highlight your own personal chance to be a commercial for yourself here? Uh, how can people stay in touch with you who might be listening to this? Oh, God. Okay. Well, my socials are... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Kind of. Um, I'll, I'll link whatever social you want in these notes. Oh, please do, because I have a goal. Hopefully, please, God, to have at least a thousand followers on my Instagram. Um, at least. And because um, that, that's where I'm going to be posting most of my stuff on there, too. Um and honestly, my name is easily Googleable. If you type in Javier Green, you'll be able to find literally everything that I have on there, um, which took a lot of work to get to happen, <laughs> by the way. It took a lot of work to get to happen. Websites are never easy. Websites are never easy, yes. But my website's on there. My socials are on there. Like, everything's on there. Facebook, Instagram, on there. Yes, yes. So, um, But I want to have at least 1,000 followers by the end of the year. If I can get it sooner, then that's a win. We celebrate. Yay. Heck yes. Yes. Heck yes. But, um, yes, but my IG is always bet on green, um, which is a play on words for, like, the famous, like, casino thing where they say always bet on black. Mm-hmm. But I say always bet on green because my last name is green and, and I'm black man. I don't know if they can tell that through my voice, but uh, I'm, I'm a black man. Probably not, honestly. And Probably not. <laughs> Voices are voices, you know. So like, voices are voices. I loved the, I loved your handle actually when I first met you on here, and it was only on when I listened to your podcast that I realized like, oh, that's a real clever play on words there. I liked that. <laughs> Thank you, appreciate it. Oh, speaking of which, I don't think we ever talked about what my podcast is. Oh yes, my tag podcast it, tag is. It, tag uh, it. Yes, it, my talk. I can't speak. My podcast is Tall Black Drama. Yes, that's that one. And I have another one that I'm associated with um, where we just talk about celebrity news and stuff like that. I haven't made it public yet because we're waiting for, like, more episodes to come out and content to come out. But at this point, we have enough on there. And plus, there's also a sister podcast on that channel as well. And if you go to – it's called Two Halves Podcast. Uh, two and then ha- – uh, I need to sneeze. Yeah, ha- halves, like, the door. Uh, I need- you know, do you ever get that feeling when you need to sneeze and you, yep. don't, you don't sneeze? And it just doesn't come? Yep. Yeah, just the worst feeling in the world, and then randomly you just sneeze randomly. Yep, and it'll be and like in a, a jump scare, just suddenly you'll be in the middle of time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just the worst. But that's where that, that, that's where that podcast lives, and that podcast that I'm in, that I'm featured in, is called The Fuzz. Um, which is, I think it's F-U-S-S, not Z-Z. Yeah, I think it's S-S. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's 
majority of what I'm doing right now. And uh, God, I work too much. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna rest for the day yes. after I play basketball. Of course, I'm gonna, there I'm gonna you rest. Go. Do the rest, things that bring basketball. you joy. Exactly, and then I'm gonna watch some anime too while I'm at it. I haven't seen some anime in a while, so thank you for that. Excellent. I feel good that we had that conversation too. I'm gonna make sure I link all of these things in our show notes for this uh, to just sort of get going with it. But again, Javier, like, thank you so much for this. This has been a freaking blast to get to know you more and like, I don't know, get to have this conversation. So I create. I'm so appreciative for you taking the time to come on this. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Like, I, I was really excited when like, I heard about your podcast and I heard you were doing those interview-type sessions and stuff like that. I was like, wow, this gives me enough time to like actually practice and prepare for it and like to hopefully have like this practice when I actually go out into the field and like do the interviews in life, you know, yeah. in real life, and hopefully have that going for myself. Um, hopefully I'll do it when I'm not, you know, sick or Yeah, right. Dying. You don't want to be sneezing <laughs> in the middle of a... No, no, thing. no. No, no, don't want to be doing that. It's just it's just the years of me working to get to the point where I'm at now to be like, okay, my body needs to deteriorate. <laughs> I feel it needs that. To, needs to slow down now. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, no, this has been a blast, Andrew, and I got to know you just as well as you got to know me, and this was incredible, and I would love to do it again. Um, like, anytime you want, just hit me up and uh, I'll, I'll let you know what I'm doing, all right? Absolutely. I will definitely be doing that because this, yeah, freaking fun. I can't wait to keep seeing you around the Discord and everything as well. No, I got you. I got you.